spicy. So hello, welcome. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Christy. She is a YouTuber, a TikToker, and she also is cool on Instagram. Christy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so hi everyone. Yeah, my name is Christy, and first of all, thank you for having me here today. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, I guess I do like YouTube. I, I started TikTok just for fun, like over quarantine, like most of us yeah. did. And then like my TikTok for some reason um, kind of just like popped off in a way, I guess. Crazy. And so I do a lot of like lifestyle and a lot of just like daily vlogs kind of like showing my life mm-hmm. stuck at home because I am pretty introverted and I am a home <laughs> potato and I just like to stay at home. Love that. And so I have just been documenting that and then... Also, I'm um, so I'm graduating UBC this year, so <gasps> I'm a fifth year student, I guess. But I'll be done in a few days, actually. So Ooh, yes. very exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. What made you like just kind of want to start just because of quarantine? Like you were like, hey, let's pop out the camera, re- like document what's going on in my life, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I already had YouTube going for a few years, okay. but um, I-, I have to say, like my YouTube, it wasn't really successful until. Um, I guess this year okay um, but in the beginning it was just a lot of like traveling vlogs like I really like traveling um, especially to Asia and then um, I studied abroad in Korea and then oh. I also brought my camera there yeah and like vlogged my experience and it was just a lot of vlogs and then this year I wanted to get more into like productivity and like self-growth and that kind of stuff but it's still starting. I'm still like getting used to it. It's very different from vlogging. It's a lot of more planning and like content writing. But um, yeah, I just really like documenting my life. And also because I, I have really bad memory myself. <laughs> and so yeah. especially for traveling, I just want to like document as much as possible on videos and photos. And all, that's also why like I really like um, Instagram as well. But I'm actually I don't post that often there. So it's just for fun. Nice. Yeah, I have definitely checked out your stuff. I think I first saw your Instagram first and then I saw a bunch of your reels and I was like, whoa. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, she's on YouTube. And then I was like, oh, even better. Like all this productivity stuff, like oh, the notion, I think that's the one that I first mm. saw. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get on Notion like right now. But mm. I haven't had the time to like set up anything, but definitely like I will be going to watch your video again, probably like two more times just to see like <laughs> how to set it up and like get it aesthetic. And then I saw your TikTok and I was like, oh my gosh, like she has more. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I saw your Aritzia hauls and stuff. And I was like, I love your content. I think it's really cool. Oh, um, the lifestyle vlogs and just like student tips and stuff like that. But now that you are graduating, let's talk yes. about like, what what did you study? Like how um, did you get into like choosing your major? And then what do you plan on doing after? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm graduating from UBC Bachelor of Arts. And originally, I really wanted to go into psychology. Okay. I, even now, I think psychology is something that I'm really interested in. But in terms of like studying it, like I'm not a huge fan of like, um, like the experiments and like working with data. Oh, okay, and okay. so I, I realized that when I took this course called cultural psychology mm-hmm. at UBC, and I really like the cultural aspect of it. So I just kind of like went that way instead. So I'm graduating in Asian studies, a major in Asian Asian studies, and then a minor in Asian Canadian Asian migration studies. Very different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm Chinese Canadian myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a lot of fun just learning about like, uh, or Asian Canadian, like 
history in Canada and also Asia, like, yeah, I don't know. It's very very different. So you have been on TikTok and YouTube and all these things, and you have also been monetized on it. Um, How do you, like, control that income that's coming in now? What does that feel like? Yeah, so I I didn't get monetized until recently. Mm, And I I, I always get scared to, like, be taken advantage of. And so I, I, like, only slowly got myself into, like, researching more about, like, what to do after you get monetized Mm, and that sort of thing. I think think there are people that, like, start out their YouTube and, like, TikTok for it the purpose of being monetized yes but I I I really wasn't and so when I got monetized I was kind of just like hit with the wall and I was like what do I do now (laughs) like what if I screw up because then there's all the things about like taxes and stuff but I doubt I'll be making enough to like for it to really matter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah I've just been doing a lot of research and like in terms of like YouTube monetization I think it's very hard to like earn a lot I don't know. It really depends on like your views. Right. And I think Google AdSense and if you do like sponsored posts and stuff, which I'm still slowly getting into mm-hmm. um, just because I don't really want to like rush it. And I want to make sure that what I work like who I work with is something that I really like enjoy and like stand behind. Yeah. Um, but in terms of TikTok, I've noticed that like a lot more companies are like reaching out maybe because TikTok is such a new platform. Oh, okay. And I think like my following is a bit a big bit bigger, bigger yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, it's very different. Um, and so my YouTube is still considered like a small. But yeah, I've just been like kind of keeping track of it on like a Google Sheet. Oh, okay. And Love it's that. it's more for just like if I need to, like, track it in the future or something. Then there's something there. But I think right now, it's not m- making so much to the point where. Um, like everything needs to be tracked down but we'll see where it goes in the future are you so you mentioned that you're tracking it down does it go somewhere are you paying off your like credit card bill with Mm. it or is it going into a savings fund like where is it going the plan is to save (laughs) especially (laughs) like i think everyone my age is thinking of like moving out right now oh yes for sure yeah and so I think just saving for that um but yeah I have to say though I am very beginner in like banking I don't even have a savings account (laughs) you don't Uh, have a savings account (laughs) I have a TFSA so everything went there but then okay it kind of just sits there like the TFSA is like in my understanding like there's other savings account with higher interest that you can like leave in to grow more money but yeah Right now, I just have, like, TFSA and a checking account. Okay, interesting. Okay, we can talk about that later for sure. I mean, it's really common to digress away from a savings Mm. account and then go into a TFSA, but to have a TFSA first before a savings (laughs) account is like, oh, I've never seen that before, so... So I guess just what's coming in with like YouTube and TikTok is just going into your TFSA right away then or um some of it. Some so of it. Okay. um I think part of it I'm also allocating to improve my content in a way. Ooh, so some yeah. might go into Reinvest like equipment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So reinvesting it into it and then um there's also like some parts of it I want to save to like you know, if I do like giveaways mm-hmm. and that sort of thing to give back to my subscribers and followers, yeah. um, then part of that is going into that as well. Um, but yeah. So with your TFSA then, like what made you want to get a TFSA first before a savings account? Well, I think savings because it's like, 
I mean, they're both tied to my bank. But like, my mom is the one who set up my bank stuff. Like, like a lot of us, I think, growing mm, mm-hmm, up. For sure. Um, and then, I don't know. I just heard a lot of friends go like, "Oh, you should like get your TFSA." Yeah. And like, my cousins telling me, and it's free. So I was like, "Okay, why not?" And then. <laughs> TFSA, I, I guess it was more straightforward for me, but then oh. savings account, there's like so many different ones and like I just wasn't sure on like which move to make. Oh. And so I think I just got opened a TFSA online with my bank. It was very straightforward and like easy and yeah. Wow, okay. Usually people would be like, yeah, I don't know which TFSA to oh. get <laughs> because there are four types. So with the TFSA, you can do like stocks. You can also uh-huh. do a mutual funds. Um, mm. You can also get a GIC. So that's like where you lock your money in for a couple of years and then you're guaranteed a certain amount of interest. And then the last one is just a savings account. So you can actually have mm. a savings account that is a TFSA. Okay, I think uh, mine's a savings account then. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you have both then pretty much. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, and you're like aware of how the contribution works and yeah. the limit. That's good because usually mm-hmm. people who get a TFSA, they just go think like, oh, yep, I can just put whatever amount in mm. there. And I like, yeah, apparently it's tax free, whatever that means. And then they just like put a money in there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like if you go over, it's like, oh, I didn't know that there's a over contribution penalty tax kind of yeah. thing. Usually with a savings account, you would want to put like your emergency funds in there or mm-hmm. a sinking fund. A sinking fund is if you have any like debt, so student loans, mm-hmm. and you plan on like paying it off, you keep that money in there, save it up so that in the case you need to like redo payments, you can use that sinking fund, kind of like an emergency fund in the case like you're renting and something happens, like corona happens, and then mm-hmm. you lose a job like that's where you can dip your funds into um but yeah definitely there are different types of savings accounts for sure um right now so the national bank of canada is what sets the interest rates for all saving high interest savings accounts and they're currently at 0.05 percent or something like that Ooh. really really low yeah <laughs> like, like nothing um yeah. so usually people would like look into digital banks or like you know like the ones you see online where you don't have an actual bank and those ones will offer you a little bit more like tangerine offers like 1.5 percent and then eq bank offers like 2.3 percent so yeah these ones would be like not ones you would plan your like whole life savings on but places you can put your emergency fund or grow your sinking funds in kind of thing so could be cool to kind of look into that if you are planning on making an emergency fund i definitely recommend that you um like think about like an emergency fund just because mm-hmm. when you now that you're graduating too it's like oh <laughs> yeah. that could be definitely something you might need a lot of people don't have an emergency fund because they don't really know what that concept is so mm. definitely check it out but yes, yeah savings accounts there are a variety <laughs> for sure i mean have you been taking your finances like pretty seriously what has been your finance path like like in university did you have like a moment in your in the years like go oh I need to like start taking it more seriously kind of thing yeah I well I wouldn't say that I'm taking it like super seriously but I am the one that's like in charge of it I guess like um all throughout uni like I had to like deal with my own I guess like RESPI like like, to get it for, like, to paying tuition, like, like, it was my parents, like, they set it up, but then when I got into first year, I started dealing with it instead, and I think that has really taught me, like, um, more about money, and I've worked throughout 
all of my university years. At one point, I was like working three jobs. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah. And I was doing like full time students. So, like, it's really taught me a lot on like、um, my money.、Um, and I guess this year I started budgeting on like Google Sheets and that kind of stuff.、Um, it's actually really fun. Like, I found this free tracker online and like you just enter in your expenses、um, in Google Form. And then it like helps you make it into a nice chart in like Google Sheets. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing.、Um, but yeah, I think like before, like the way that I've always like financed, I guess, or like kept track of my spendings is like, so if I worked, like for example, I used to work at a bubble tea shop. And then、um, like that income range, it was. I was, a, actually, I don't even remember, but I think it was like 300 to 500 ish.、Um, I worked at retail and I was also, each paycheck was around 300, 500. So、okay. at one point, I was, I was tutoring, I was working at Bubble Tea, and then I was also working at UBC. Oh, wow. Yeah.、Um, and then, so I kind of just like allocate different jobs to a different thing. And so maybe my lowest earning one is my food expenses, for example, or like shopping.、Mm-hmm. And then, like, The one that's more only goes into my savings, like something like that. Yeah. That's like how I kind of split it up.、Um, but it was all mental. Like it wasn't, I didn't write it down or anything. It was just like, that's how I allocated money in my mind. Do you think the mental is completely different after you realize like putting it on a Google Sheets kind of thing? Like what was your realization from there? Yeah, I think definitely. I think a lot of a lot of advice is like put a certain like percentage of every paycheck into savings, right? Yeah. And I think. If, because then for me, I didn't realize that until I actually put them into numbers on like Google Sheets、yes, and looked at it. 100%. And after that, I was like, oh, I should have just done that instead. <laughs> and like, because I'm not a math person, but、mm-hmm. I was just like, no,、oh, same. I should have just like actually calculated. I think I would have saved a lot more if I did a certain percentage with every single income instead、yeah. of split it that way. Yes. No, I think you don't realize the power、mm-hmm. of actually seeing the raw numbers on、yeah. like a sheet until you actually do it. You think, like, oh, you know, it's a paycheck here, and then you can just kind of like split how much you can put in each little fund that you have in your brain. Yeah. And then it, you think it works, but it really doesn't. So now that you've been starting like budgeting, like, could you improve a little bit more now that you're kind of used to tracking your expenses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also because like I started getting into it like when COVID happened. And so, also because of COVID, like there's a lot less fees than before, I would say. Like, for example, eating out and like that sort of thing. And so,、um, right now, I'm just kind of working on like not buying takeout as often <laughs> and like、That's、making food on、yeah. my own. And also, like, bubble tea used to be a huge, like, A ch- big chunk of my wallet just went to bubble tea. Right, and so which, I've been by the way,、it. you made、yeah. a new video on. Yeah.、Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I made a new video on like different ways I make matcha drinks. And then one of them is like brown sugar pearls. And I've been obsessed with making it recently just because it's so expensive to like、yeah, buy. Totally. They're like six to seven to eight dollars a cup. And then like you can just make it at home. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gotta watch that video because people、yes. need to stop buying bubble tea. It's so expensive. And matcha, too. Like, matcha is getting a matcha latte at a cafe. It's just matcha and milk. Like, you can make that at home. For sure. Yeah. I guess I could, I could ask you.、Something. Yes. I'm, for like,、sure. I'm curious. Like, like I, I don't shop that much, but I'm just curious what you do or like, how do you get into the mentality of like, 
oh, I don't need to buy that. Like, That's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so I, yeah, I used to buy a bunch of, like, luxurious items all the time. Like, you know, whether it be makeup or... I think my the biggest thing was I watched a YouTube video. So it was mm-hmm. um, Graham Stephan. He is a really big like finance YouTuber and he makes videos called Millennial Money. So it's mm. he like does reaction videos on millennials, like how they spend their money in like a week kind of thing. And he'll like point out like, you don't need to do this. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to buy Starbucks. Like you can just make coffee at home for like 20 cents. And um, like, why do you need to do this? Or so that you can actually be putting that money into savings and then invest it and then you can actually have the principal amount and even have interest like growth on it and so when I realized that power it was like man I'm actually losing value for everything I buy like even your phone that I think that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me I wanted to change my phone for like the longest time because I still have an iPhone 7 then I realized yeah. like I don't need to change it until it breaks so that mm-hmm. was the first thing and then with shopping I think it just kind of came naturally I don't need to buy more clothes I don't mm-hmm. need to buy more makeup when I started investing and I saw my money go the opposite way not like decrease but actually increase yeah. I was like why didn't I realize this sooner and I can just mm-hmm. put that money into investing and actually just see money grow instead so I think that's what really hit me and now I just don't really have the urge to buy anything um I think living frugally as well mm. so yeah I think it's hard to stop the shopping all at once it will hit you until <laughs> you start investing I think that's yeah. that's the thing so have you started investing I saw on your YouTube video some of your uh finance apps and I saw Wealth Simple Trade yes. and Wealth Simple Invest. How do you use those apps? Nothing too crazy. I think um I was just curious and then so I'm honestly just like like tracking like some stocks and stuff. Like I'm not actually like doing too much with it, mm-hmm. but I just I was just curious like how it works. Mm, okay. Um and then like I think part of it is just like this journey to make money less scary. And so mm. I'm just slowly exposing more and more of like the finance and investment stuff to myself yeah um and not gonna lie like all the GameStop stuff definitely like increased my curiosity in it and like I wanted to understand the situation and so I um did a lot of like YouTube video watching and like that sort of thing Mm -hmm. when the whole GameStop craze like happened yeah um a lot of us in university if they haven't started investing or like finance like money just seems like such a scary thing totally but then I think I really think like the more you expose yourself to it like the less scary it gets and so I guess downloading the app and like having it and checking it like if like once in a few days yeah. is just my way of like slowly like being more comfortable with it what made you want to like download these apps like mm. how did what made you start and like how do you feel about your money going up and down I really like learning new things and so that was like a new thing to do during quarantine um but then, I don't know, I think I just watched a lot of, like, YouTube, YouTube like, videos, and a lot of them just talk about how, like, you don't have to be scared if your money goes down. Yes. Um, and, and I think, like, in the beginning, um, like, there are stocks that are, like, fairly low, and I feel like, I mean, it's not good to play around with your money, but I think it's, like, are comfortable. It's okay to kind of just, like, um, test out with, like, stocks that are not that expensive yeah. and, like... You can just put like, like fifty dollars into something and just see what happens in the few week, a few weeks or like months. 
What I like to recommend to people is put in $50, $100 to start off and think of it the same way as if you were to buy yourself a nice dinner or buy yourself like clothes or makeup. You're going to be spending the same thing, but instead you're actually still going to be keeping that same amount. Maybe you'll be losing a couple dollars here and there. Buy like whatever you use, you know, like if you are a huge Aritzia shopper, like Mm -hmm. I was, that was like one of my first stocks. And then um, Cineplex, I started with Canadian stocks. Oh yeah, Cineplex, yeah. Yeah, Cineplex, funny story with Cineplex, I bought it before COVID when it was like $32 and now, and then it fell to nine and I was like, oh, (laughs) love that for me. So um, definitely, like, I think that's a great way that you started to just put a little bit of money in there, yeah. try it out, you know, buy stocks that you're already familiar with. Like, if you like Nike, like, buy Nike, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just know, buy, buying the stocks that you already use your, in your daily life and you already know the company really well. Like, Lululemon is also a really Ooh, popular yeah. one just because it was founded in, in Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. It was like performing very well during covid because people are like buying more workout clothes and things like that for home like workouts so i was also considering like air canada um, just because it's like the only kind of like airline here it's like canada's right so after like when traveling is like back to normal i don't know how it's gonna go and then um i've also looked into like i guess like the tech and like cloud services industry area yeah yeah, that one's really good. Also, like, I'm still kind of confused on how it works between different countries, but there's a lot of, like, upcoming, like, Asian... I just, like, keeping up with, I guess, like, the market, if that makes sense. Like, I just like keeping up with technology and, like, the brands. And so, like, I think one part of it is, like, reading the articles, but also checking how their stock doing is really interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. love that. So you're already doing stock research, pretty much. Kind of, Without... Yeah buying the stock i feel good for you for getting into that mindset uh, most people will start thinking like okay let's start to invest first play it around sort of like gambling and mm-hmm. then they'll teach it themselves like how to look at the stocks and the trends of how the company is working and things like that but definitely like learning about the company their fundamentals how they have been performing in the market mm-hmm. reading up on current news if you have really strong belief because of your market research and how well the co- company is performing and you really stick to that then your money will move that way right so totally with the stock market research that you're doing I think just keep that mindset going I think for me like like it's the opposite like I love doing research but it's so hard to actually it's scary do something about yeah it's scary and I guess is like is the term like risk adverse I'm very scared Mm. I like the research part and that's fun and like predicting trends and stuff is fun but yeah just can't actually buy yeah it's scary because like once you actually do the job it's like oh man there is the potential of your money going down and I think that's the scary part but honestly if you kind of think of it as like a one-year three-year kind of projection it's hard to see your money drop especially if it's a company that you believe in Um, Other thing that would really be helpful with your research is looking at ETFs. I don't know if you've ever looked into ETFs yet, but exchange traded funds. So basically it's like a stock pretty much. And it contains Uh like, like a lot of stocks, like a lot of different ones. Yeah. Different ones. And so um, say for example, if you wanted to buy Apple, Apple's like Mm -hmm. around 120 Canadian right now. And if you're only wanting to invest like $100 just to play around with it, you can look for an ETF that contains Apple. Most ETFs kind of 
um, categorize themselves as sectors. So mm-hmm. you could buy like a tech ETF or you could buy like a healthcare ETF. There's also ones that contain like everything from like Johnson and Johnson to Pfizer. Then it has Microsoft all of a sudden and then Netflix. And then so if you buy like if you look for ETFs that have a little bit of everything, then you're technically putting your toes into everything, but mm-hmm. you're not actually individually buying the company. So this kind of helps you be a little bit more less risky because you're diversifying your options in different sectors of the market, but mm-hmm. also you're not putting like your entire money into one company to feel like it's locked up in this company only. It's like in a little bit of everything. So I like to recommend like try to look for ETFs, look at the holdings and see what they have if it interests you because you know maybe you might like having like um I don't know like Shopify in there you see potential in Shopify and then it has like Netflix in it too and it's like oh I get to have the best of both worlds put my money in there and then you won't see a lot of up and down compared to if you were just to just buy like one stock of Pinterest then you'll see that up and down for sure it's like oh that's the scary part when it becomes to beginning starting to invest so have any like financial goals or yeah I think I don't know big financial goals is honestly just moving out it's very hard in Vancouver Mm. housing is crazy um and then I don't know I think this is kind of like different but like um like I have like a very long-term like I've, I've been in a very long-term relationship and so there's also that like thinking of like planning like financially together even though like I don't want of course I don't want to be like like have like any merge account or anything yeah but it is definitely something to consider oh, when sure. considering moving out and so I've been kind of just struggling that since we were both graduating this year um but yeah I think that's a big part of like adulting like a lot of it's very hard to think about like career and like finance in a long-term relationship honestly 100 percent, yeah have you had that conversation yet with your partner about finances things like that sometimes like we're trying to get there but it's it's very stressful too yeah just trying to also utilize that like since we're at home might as well save money yes (laughs) like your my parents are paying for food and I'm very lucky so um I should not be wasting my money that's how I think of it (laughs) since I'm graduating I have to like deal with my banking because I won't be a student anymore and so I don't know if you have any like tips and that kind of stuff or like because I think yeah, I think student accounts are usually like free and stuff and I might have to move into one that's like has some sort of like monthly fee and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, What to do with accounts? You don't have a free checking account anymore because you're not going to be a student. So my number one thing I always tell people is to look into digital banks. They are going mm-hmm. to be, I think I do see a potential in like that increase for sure. I did notice that you have a credit union when I saw your YouTube video. I think it was like, um, so usually credit unions also provide free checking accounts. Um, I, I mean, they're great. I think credit unions are like very like nice to have. Um, it really depends on whether you want to have a lot of bank accounts and if you're able to manage a few bank accounts. Mm-hmm. I personally have like five different bank accounts. That's not necessary at all, but I just like mm-hmm. to try out a bunch of different things so I know yeah. what the benefits are with each one and just kind of experience like their platform, like mobile banking and how their credit cards are like. Um, but with accounts, say, try to look for a digital bank account. So either Tangerine, Simply, EQ mm-hmm. Bank, like those type of accounts, because those ones will provide you the unlimited transactions. It will be free. You'll have a debit card with it, all that stuff. The only thing is you might not get 
the fast support you can get with like a big five bank usually yeah. with like um td rbc like if you were to just use the app c- press contact us and you already have uh, logged in and verified yourself you can get to them within like less than 30 seconds with digital banks that might not be the case you might have to wait a little bit so usually with a checking account I would say it, it shouldn't be anywhere to store your money it should be mm-hmm. a place where your income stops by and your income um, is then dispersed into whatever you can put into so your credit card bill savings investing it's a stop not a place to store your money and you shouldn't be using your debit card to buy things because you can Mm -hmm. do that with your credit card now people might say oh i'm spending a little too much and i might be over going my credit limit well then you got to reevaluate your budget (laughs) then right yeah (laughs) you shouldn't be going over your credit limit and if you are look consider a credit limit increase because those also help you with your um, increasing your credit score too yeah so looking into digital banks i think would be a really nice way I wouldn't say like cancel all your bank accounts at your big five banks. Definitely keep them. Then you might be asking like, oh, what should I do with that checking account I have with the big five bank? It's going to incur a monthly fee. Uh, Switch it to the most basic checking account that's out there. Those ones will usually cost about $3, $4 a month. Mm-hmm. And I personally like having both just because when you do need to actually do a little bit more complex transaction, like say, for example, write a bank draft or maybe you're doing like a wire transfer or something like that, like those you can't actually do at a digital bank. You would have to do it at a big institution. So still having an account um, under a big five bank is, I think, important. Just switch it to the most basic one. And then with like a savings account, um, definitely looking into those digital banks and starting up like an emergency fund under those savings accounts with a little bit more higher interest because the big five, they don't give interest yeah. like <laughs> at all. It's like nothing. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, with credit cards, it's a good idea to start thinking about having more than one because it does help with your credit score too. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to do with credit cards is divide up the purpose of each credit card Mm -hmm. so one credit card would be for just my bills because in any case my bill maybe like a phone bill or something like that it like was different that day I can easily go into that statement and see it right away rather than looking through one credit card bill and like going through my bubble tea my phone bill my Spotify (laughs) kind of thing it's very hard to see that unless Uh if you actually have two credit cards one's for this purpose and then one is maybe just for shopping and then you can just track all your shopping that you do Um, but that also ultimately helps with increasing your credit score because it shows that you're handling more than one obligation and looking into how you can also qualify for premium credit cards now that you are graduating going into adulthood you do get a lot more value since um my tip for most people is to do most of your transactions on your credit card because you get Mm -hmm. that cash back you get that rewards points back when you do your your spending so when you upgrade to a premium credit card you get way more back and definitely looking into when those promotions are happening because you want to qualify and get those bonus points because right now there a lot of banks are doing it yeah definitely things to think about lots to think about for sure yeah yeah I, I think everything that you said was really really helpful and I'll probably like message you after like (laughs) privately to like talk about some things but it was really helpful I think especially what you said about the checking account being like a like a stop Mm. to like transfer all your money elsewhere I think before I definitely saw it as like 
a place to like just put my money yes. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I do, I, I have a limit to how much I put in there and it's mostly just for paying like my credit bill. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's nice to have more like females in this space and like teaching and like helping each other out with like adulthood and like life and money. So yeah, so thank you for having me today. Oh no, thank you for joining me. It was so nice to get to know you a little bit more. Don't forget to check out Christy on her TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. She makes awesome content and she will be your favorite new vlogger now on YouTube. We'll see you guys next week. Stay tuned for another spicy episode. Bye now.